listening to Sugar House Sound. Hello, this is Connor Lockie, and this is the first episode of a new podcast called Clutter and Dissonance, hosted by the Westminster Forum. It's going to be dedicated to showcasing both new music and some older music, focusing on national, international, and local music. It's all kind of fair game, and each episode is going to have a loose theme. And this week's theme, I'm going to play a selection of tracks that are, again, new and old, that focus on dance music and kind of the more eccentric side of that. Uh, You have your traditional stuff of dance music, but this is stuff that pushes it further towards the edge, kind of mixing it with other genres, redefining what certain genres of dance music can mean. Before we get started, I just want to say that if you are interested in any of this music, please check out the forum's Spotify page. There will be a playlist with all these tracks I play today on there. And I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Camille Nelson Music. Camille Nelson is a local artist, um, and she has a new album coming out next month. It's going to be some folk rock, kind of, uh, you know, folk pop kind of music. And so be sure to check that out, Camille Nelson, and we thank them for supporting Clutter and Dissonance podcast. So let's get started with the music. Um, the first track I want to play is new. Uh, it's from Laurel Halo's new album, Dust, which came out on Hyperdub this June. It's been a while since Laurel Halo's released some music. She hasn't had a full length since Chance of Rain in 2013, and this is her first album to feature vocals since Quarantine, which came out in 2012. And if you're not familiar with Laurel Halo's music, her and dance music definitely have a relationship. She grew up in Detroit, and because of that, she has a huge Detroit techno influence, that really minimal electronic sound from those old artists. Her old music before this album has definitely been a little bit ambient-leaning, kind of a minimalist. It's really heady, kind of inaccessible sometimes, especially that Chance of Rain record. And that holds true. There's definitely some tracks on Dust that are super experimental and just really hard to grasp onto. But this one I want to play is not only one of the more accessible cuts on Dust, but it's just one of the catchiest things that Laurel Halo has ever put out um, in her career. It's got this disco beat, you know, you can hear the techno hi-hats coming in towards the end, and she just loads it up with so much. I mean, there's hand percussion here, there's weird samples, there's a dial tone that's mixed in for some reason. Her lyrics are really surreal, you know, they just don't really make much sense. And then there's a Japanese chorus. Uh, The whole thing, it just sounds like there's too much going on to keep it together. But that is what she does so well. She has all these disparate parts and just manages to merge them together and create this cohesive whole out of something that shouldn't be cohesive at all. So here is Moon Talk by Laurel Halo. What if you are... Once again, that was Moon Talk by Laurel Halo. Really eccentric, fun track. Um, Normally, I would say if you enjoyed that, check out the rest of the album, which I do recommend you check it out, but you will find little 
that resembles that. There's a lot more ambient stuff, especially the second half gets really strange, but still fantastic. Laurel Halo is definitely a very creative artist. Moving on, I want to segue with a really weird connection. If you heard in the track, and like I said, there's that sample of a dial tone. This next album, uh, Black Origami by Jalen, makes use of the same sample, which is really strange because Laurel Halo was working on this record in Berlin and Jalen was in Indiana or Chicago and, you know, they just did the same thing at the same time, which is really curious because it's kind of an odd thing, but whatever, it works. It's fantastic in both of them. This track is called 1%. Um, by Jalen. It features Holly Herndon, who is another uh, experimental electronic artist. She is definitely way out there. Check out her album Platform from 2015. Definitely some of the strangest stuff I've heard. There's a lot of spoken word and really weird internet kind of commentary on there. But back to Jalen. Uh, this is her second record out on Planet Mew. Her first one, Dark Energy really took the sounds of a style of music called footwork into the fringes. And if you're not familiar, footwork is a type of dance music that originated in Chicago. It's based on juke, and it's got the really fast rhythms, the quarter note triplets in the bass drum that you'll hear all over the place. And it's been around for, you know, decades, but for some reason it just blew up on the global scene in the last few years when artists like R.P. Boo and DJ Rashad um, started releasing full-length albums and EPs and they started documenting the footwork scene and it just took off. I mean, there's so many people kind of copying that sound. And Jalen is someone who is taking that sound and really redefining what it means. I mean, to the point that you can't really call her music footwork sometimes. Still, you can hear the influence, you can hear some of the rhythms, and she acknowledges it heavily. This track, 1%, is really something. Uh, she just has this knack for sound design and for rhythmic interplay that I don't think anyone else does. Her synthesizers and her drums just sound so crisp and so strange all the time. And on the rest of this record, you can hear a bunch of like marching band samples and hand percussion and other stuff that you don't hear very often in dance music, but she uses it great. And this is definitely a more industrial track. You know, she gets a lot more of a aggressive sound and add in these vocal samples, you know, of people telling like you're all going to die down there and really creepy stuff just makes this a really menacing overwhelming track so here's one percent by Jalen. Okay, yeah, 1% by Jalen. I really love that. If you like that, check out the rest of the record. It is all up to par. It's a fantastic one. Moving on, I do want to stay on footwork for a little bit, just because, like I said, it's really popular, and there are some people doing some pretty interesting things. And to do that, I'm going to go back 
about two years to a record called Sold Out by DJ PayPal. Came out on Brain Feeder Records, which is Flying Lotus's record label that releases music by Thundercat, Kamasi Washington, and Igloo Ghost, and, you know, a handful of other great artists are there, but Flying Lotus is a really important person in the electronic music world, and he put out this record, Sold Out, and it is a really fun footwork record. It's a little more out there, especially this track, this track called Slim Track. It's got just wonky stuff. These vocal samples, it's like these chanting repetitions that just keep coming in, and they're really arrhythmic. It's really hard to hold on to the beat, but it all just works so well. It has this really vibrant energy. You know, you have to wonder where he's finding these samples to get, and all the, the hand percussion, the congas, and the bongos going on through the whole thing. It's really something else, and it's a lot of fun. So here is Slim Track by DJ PayPal. Slim Track by DJ PayPal off his 2015 record, Sold Out. Yeah, you know, normally in footwork, you'll get a lot of soul samples, maybe some house samples. Um, you'll hear, you know, typical things that you would hear in kind of original dance music, and that's one of the things that separates DJ PayPal from everyone else is that is just working with a whole nother world of source material. Um, it's just really unique. So um, coming back to this year for one more footwork track, Darren Keen, Excuse Me, is the name of the track, and it's on his record It's Never Too Late to Say You're Welcome. Which came out in Orange Milk Records, which, if you have any interest in kind of funky, off the wall electronic music, you can get lost on the Orange Milk Records Bandcamp page. They have so much stuff that they put out, and it's all so strange. I mean, some of it's a little bit dancier, some of it's more ambient, and you have stuff that is pretty indefinable, just kind of exists as this really strange, aggressive kind of electronic music. But yeah, check out Orange Milk Records. And this record, It's Never Too Late to Say You're Welcome, personally is not my favorite. I think it was kind of not great all the time, because you'll hear in this track, excuse me, Darren Keen has really cluttered rhythms, it stops and starts a lot, it's really hard to hold on to what's going on all the time. There are more traditional jazzy kind of soul samples for a footwork track, but they're just cut up so much and placed in the weirdest areas of the track that... I don't know. What makes the rest of the album kind of fall flat is that it just gets overwhelming. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion, sense of purpose. Sometimes it just seems like he's being abrasive and he's being, you know, purposefully kind of obscure and eccentric for no reason. You know, he doesn't achieve anything new. It's just kind of annoying. Uh, but this track, excuse me, I think works really well. Um, it's got a sweeter flavor to it than most of the other tracks. You can hear the beat a little better. It's easier to hold on to it and kind of nod your head. And overall, I mean, it is eccentric and weird. You'll feel like you're getting attacked by the sounds a little bit because they just keep coming and they're so rapid. So here is Excuse Me by Darren Keen.
Excuse Me by Darren Keene. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you weren't super overwhelmed. It's an aggressive track. He does some really strange stuff with his mixing there. Done with footwork for now. Uh, gonna go to the other side, which footwork can be really aggressive. So we're gonna move back into kind of whoa, a little bit more low-key stuff. And I want to start with a local artist um, named the Zion Curtain. Uh, they're pretty anonymous, you know, they don't have a big online presence, kind of, I think, purposefully keep their identity obscured. Uh, and this is their EP. It came out earlier this spring called Zero Nine F. It's only four or five tracks. It's pretty short, uh, but it's really, really nice. It's really summery, breezy music. You know, you can hear really nostalgic vibes that you hear in um, 90s kind of IDM music for that label. Uh, Boards of Canada, some softer Aphex Twin stuff, you know, and then you can also hear a kind of influence from more recent chill out music, like maybe Neon Indian, The Chill Wave, Toro y Moi, uh, Taiko, you know, that kind of stuff. I've never gotten huge into it, but I can hear kind of the influence of all those artists in the Zion curtains music um again just this short little four or five track ep so check it out it's on spotify and bandcamp and this is lake underscore effect dollar sign uses a lot of computer kind of language in the track titles but again it f falls under that same category this track it's very breezy very slow really mellow you know not a whole lot goes on but it's almost the better for it because you kind of just get a chill out and vibe to this super slow just really dreamy uh, mood that the zion curtain conveys so here is lake effect or lake underscore effect dollar sign by the Zion Curtain off their self-released 09F. On the subject of local music, real quick, you know, just because of licensing and the way kind of streaming services work, it can be a little more difficult to find local music on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you choose to listen to music on. So it's always going to be a little short on these podcasts on local music, but I will make a mention while we're on the subject of dance music, a label called Hell Audio, H-E-L Audio. If you want to see what Salt Lake City is doing with experimental dance music, um, check out Hell Audio. They are really forward thinking. They have great artists on there. They put out compilations, and you can find all their stuff on their Bandcamp page. So please check that out if you want to get into the local dance music world, because there's a lot of great stuff. Moving on, going over to England, actress, that is the name of Darren Cunningham, who's a London-based producer and DJ. Actress really blew up three records at the beginning of the decade, Splash, R.I.P., and Ghettoville, that are these experimental ways of looking at house and techno music and kind of grime music from the UK, but it's all really lo-fi, it can be really ambient, really trance-inducing sometimes, but then some of it can get a little more aggressive, especially with that Ghettoville record. You know, you got 
a lot darker stuff there. Darren Cunningham had said that that was going to be the last actress record. Then seemingly out of nowhere, this spring, this new record, AZD, came out. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's wonderful. All the things that make actress great are here. And there's some new stuff. And the track I'm going to play is definitely really characteristic. Like, this is actress doing actress as best as he can. It's all there. The repetitive loops, the really lo-fi sound. Um, on this track especially, I love how there's kind of this static layered over the drums, and as the track goes on, the static grows and it grows until it becomes, you know, almost a huge part of the mix and kind of envelops the music. It's a really interesting way to progress the track, and like any actress track, or really any minimal kind of techno thing you start to listen to. Um, there's not a lot going on. It's going to be really repetitive. You know, you kind of just fall into it and let the groove just take you. And these little switches, like halfway through this track when the hi-hat comes in, it's so effective because you've just been lulled into this kick drum beat for the whole time. And when he finally adds in some more, it just feels so, you know, conclusive and driving. So here is Blue Window by Actress off of AZD. Once again, Blue Window by Actress off the AZD record out on uh, Ninja Tune Records. Pretty legendary electronic label there. Uh, moving on, done with the more low-key stuff. I'm going to finish with a few uh, more aggressive, more exciting tracks. Not that those weren't good, but moving back into the energy. Uh, I want to start with a track by an artist named Kane West. Um, Kane West came up with the PC Music crew, you know, three or four years ago when that was all starting. If you aren't familiar, PC Music was this label collective thing that still exists. They're still putting out music, but their heyday was 2014 and 15 was when people were really hyped on it because they were taking the sounds of pop music, um, like Eurodance, trance music, like things that people aren't normally drawn to that are kind of a little too sugary for people's liking. And they're just turning that sugar up, making the sweetest, like almost just disgusting music that they can. Yeah, Kane West is not as poppy and sugary as some of them are. Like Hannah Diamond can get really just too sweet for anyone to enjoy sometimes. This is more dance music influence. You can hear the house influence. And as far as I know, outside of his involvement in some PC mixes and compilations, this is the only thing the artist has ever released. It's the Expenses Paid EP that came out in 2015 on Turbo Recordings. Four tracks, 15 minutes, really short. But I really just love how off the wall and strange this is. I mean, he's using MIDI sounds for sure, which gives the recording this really cheap, really um, processed kind of digital feel to it, which is normally not uh, wanted. You know, people want a nice, authentic, natural sound. But because of the way that Kane West embraces just this really commercial kind of 
of low quality digital sound. It just makes the track sound so bouncy. Just it has this really weird kind of feel to it. But it is really aggressive. It's really catchy. You know, you can definitely dance to this, even though some of the sounds might be a little bit ridiculous. Uh, so here is Expenses Paid, the title track off the EP by Kane West. Woo! there by Kane West from a few years ago. Uh, yeah, and if you enjoyed that or liked kind of the little bit sardonic, I always feel like PC music and that track have this grin behind it. It's like they know how weird these things sound, even though they might be putting on this serious face. So check out PC Music. They have a few compilations out that are definitely worth your time. Um, going way back, 1992 right now, um, on the Sire Records Company, and I just want to play a track from an artist who I think doesn't always get the credit she deserves for her place in the dance music world, and that's Madonna. You know, she definitely was a pop star and was really involved in that commercial world, and you know, her image is really infamous and she is really known for that but people don't as much focus on her music you know outside of the hits sometimes I mean there she has her fans you know but she does not get thrown in to as many people because you know some people can get really pretentious and start to think that if someone is commercially successful they can't also be artistically successful and that's not always true though it sometimes is and Madonna is one of those exceptions where she you know made a lot of money and had a lot of best-selling albums and singles, but also had some really great musical ideas, or the people she was working with did, and she had a really good image and message behind her music sometimes, even if it can be a little silly. Um, and this track is one of them. It's called Fever, off her album Erotica. And Erotica is not one of her best-selling records, you know, compared to her debut or, like, A Virgin. You know, those those are the things people know. They know Holiday, and they know Prayer, you know, the hits, the Madonna hits, but there are some really great tracks on Erotica. It's definitely more um, nocturnal vibe to the record. It's really more low-key, which works, you know, when she's singing about what Madonna sings about, you know, unrequited desire, you know, sex, uh, those kind of things. You want that really secretive, moody vibe to her music, which I think on this record, she hit right on the market. Um, this track especially, Fever, it is just so sexy. The beat is just so low-key. The shuffling drums and the kick drum, it's just a really great mix. And she sounds amazing over the top. I mean, just, you know, when she's singing about wanting someone and having that desire, she sells it. She sells all of it. So here is Fever by Madonna. You gave me fever Yeah, 
Lover by Madonna off her record Erotica. For the last two things I want to play, I want to come back to 2017 and play two of my favorite uh, dance-influenced tracks from the year. Uh, first... Kelly Lee Owens off her self-titled record. This came out, if I'm remembering right, in March. Small Town Super Sound Records. The whole record is really fantastic. Her self-titled debut, there's just some really nice production. It all sounds so crisp. She mixes it really, really well. There's some great ideas. And I want to play specifically this track, Lucid, which is hands down one of my favorites on the whole record. It's got these two really distinct sections. The first half is really dreamy, almost more of pop than it is dance music. You know, you can hear kind of the influence of like mid-2000s dream pop artists, you know, like the Beach House and and that kind of feel. You can hear this really hazy, reverb-laden aesthetic and it's just so low-key. And then for some reason, just suddenly within the last minute, minute and a half, it switches into this really driving dance groove. And it's got these great synthesizers and the drums are just so crisp in the back. I don't know. And even though it's so sudden and these two things don't really seem like they should go together, it's perfect. You know, it just meshes so well and it makes the track such an enjoyable listen because there's movement. You don't just listen to the same thing for three or four minutes. You get a progression. And I love that about this. So this is Lucid by Kelly Lee Owens. Kelly Lee Owens. Fantastic track off a fantastic record. Easily one of my favorites of the year, not only in this genre, but also just in general. The Her record is such a delight. Um, one more. And I'm gonna finish with uh, Dune Conda off the Heart EP, which came out on Hyperdub. So, starting and ending with the Laurel Halo and Dune Conda on Hyperdub Records. This track is called Axolotl, and Dune Conda is the name or, you know, pseudonym or whatever of Jesse Conda, who is a visual artist who, if you know Arca, Bjork, uh, FK Twigs, he's done work with them. FK Twigs, LP1, that really creepy album cover with, like, the doll makeup. He did that. He does Arca's music videos. I know he's done one for Bjork, uh, Kalella, pretty sure he worked with her when Arca was producing for her. So he's he's all over the place doing music videos and album art. And this EP, the Heart EP, is his first move into producing music. And you can really hear the influence of those he's worked with, especially Arca. I mean, there are a lot of times where you can just hear him blatantly taking sounds and ideas that Arca has, you know, kind of honed in on and just using them in his. But what separates Dune Conda from Arca is if you've ever listened to the music of Arca, uh, it's really weird, you know, really inaccessible kind of experimental music that can sometimes just be abrasive and strange and creepy and, you know... Well, Dune Conda takes those sounds and those ideas, but makes them a lot more accessible. They're catchier, they're more dance-influenced, and this track especially, Axolotl, is a little house tune, and it is so simple, but it is so perfect. Like, everything about it is just so fun and so great, and it's just, you know, basic. Like, here's your groove, here's a little variation, here's a bridge, and then there's the groove again, and the track ends. But he just mixed it perfectly. The transitions are all there, the little 
little beat drops before it kicks in are perfect. The melody is great. I love how stuttering and staggering the synthesizers sound here. It's such a cool sound and it makes this such an enigmatic track. Like, I don't really know what he's going for, but it's just, ah, it's so powerful. So here's Axolotl by Dune Conda. <laughs> Axolotl, Dune Conda. The rest of the EP gets a little weirder. There's some weird, like, waltzy tracks towards the end that are pretty funny, but um, that is just one of my favorites of the year. I play that thing to death. I think it's so cool. So yeah, that's all we have. Um, again, Clutter and Dissonance is the name of this podcast with new music, new types of music. Um, and again, check out that Spotify page for the playlist and we'll be posting more on there. And um, I do want to thank, again, Camille Nelson Music for sponsoring and thank the Westminster Forum for helping get this together, hosting it, supporting it, and letting me do this. So... Um, I'll be around next time. Thank you.